You got to make the morning last just Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Cavis, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. And we love life-changing stories. And today I have another life-changing example from Allison, who took the Nutrition for Weight Loss program to support her father. And that's kind of neat because, you know, we got Father's Day coming up. So, And she actually, she wanted to help herself lose some weight and be healthier. So here are some of her comments. I have less fatigue. I sleep much better. My anxiety is easier to manage and I'm not as hungry. I lost 15 pounds and my clothes fit better. Her only complaint was she wanted the class series to go 16 weeks rather than 12. (laughs) And I think we hear that a lot of times at the end of that 12th week. We want people want to continue. They're They're in a group. They do, yeah. They're making progress. You know, she also added, I'm still losing weight and looking better than ever. You know, she gave her dad a pay-it-forward Father's Day gift by being there to support him getting healthy. Nutrition seems to bring out the best in everyone. You know, we have an interesting topic today, nutrition for caregivers. If you're a caregiver, have you ever thought about about your own nutrition? And how that might affect you. Um, and how nutrition or kind of the lack of nutrition impacts your stress level. I don't think people have really thought about Mm-mm. how nutrition ex- impacts stress. And they probably have thought about how it's impacting their own health. So Cara and I want to get you thinking about how effectively you can use nutrition to manage stress. Joining me today is Cara Carper, a licensed nutritionist who you may have seen recently on CARE 11, and it was an excellent job. Just excellent. (laughs) You know, um, she was teaching people how to manage IBS symptoms with food. That's right, Dar. If you, so if anyone listening has IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, and that just means a combination, it can be gas, diarrhea, or constipation, All the fun things. Yeah, I I mean, really, it can be very debilitating. People know where every bathroom in town is when they have IBS. Yes, they do. hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we suggest is avoiding a couple of foods. And first of all, I would stay away from milk, yogurt, cheese, and ice cream. And I bet the gas and diarrhea will stay away from you if you stay away from those foods. You know, that's kind of interesting because we both have clients and a lot of times... They'll say, okay, I can stay away from milk and the yogurt. They're kind of always wanting to eat yogurt because somehow they think it's going to be Mm -hmm. good until they realize that it's increasing their symptoms. But the ice cream will catch them. The ice cream, (laughs) right. People forget that ice cream is dairy. It's got a lot of dairy in it. (laughs) The other foods that I would recommend avoiding are bread, pasta, crackers, and cereal. And often when clients give up these foods, their IBS symptoms go away. Now, if not, I mean, those are our two first recommendations. But if those don't work, book an appointment with one of the nutritional weight and wellness nutritionists because we have a lot of solutions. We have a lot of other things that we could suggest. So let's go back to talking about nutrition for caregivers. Uh, If you are are a caregiver, you're you're really not alone. Almost 40% 
of U.S. adults are caregivers. And I was just shocked by that number. I didn't realize it. Almost half the population Uh are caregivers. Um, You know, as as the population ages, more Americans become caregivers. So again, four out of 10 adults are caregivers. You know, that's just kind of amazing. I know. I never knew that statistic either. And research shows that caregivers are more likely to have symptoms of depression or anxiety. Mm -hmm. They are more likely to have a long-term medical problem, such as heart disease, cancer, diabetes, or arthritis. And we see that a lot of times, don't we? We do. We see all of those kind of chronic aging diseases. Yes. And, you know, particularly with caregivers. And then caregivers are more likely to have higher levels of stress hormones. Which then ends up throwing off all their other hormones. And exactly. they've got more hormonal issues then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to remember that all of our hormones are related, including insulin as a hormone to mm-hmm. regulate blood sugar. So mm-hmm. caregivers are also likely more likely to spend more days sick with an infectious disease. So the first ones that pick up a cold... And, you know, you stop and think about why would that be happening? Probably they're not sleeping as well. You know, their immune system is down. So and certainly they're exposed. And, you know, a lot of caregivers are in more of like a hospital. Exactly. Or a nursing home type environment. So. Mm-hmm. so it is interesting that study after research study points out mental and physical health is affected by, you know, the caregiver's health is affected by giving care to people. Mm -hmm. Um, But only a few studies address how nutrition is important for the self-care of caregivers. A lot of articles give suggestions about meditation, Mm -hmm. biofeedback, and group support. And we're not saying that those things aren't also an important piece of the puzzle. But again, very few are talking about nutrition Except an article that Dar wrote (laughs) called Nutrition, the Foundation of Self-Care for Caregivers. And you can find that on our website, weightandwellness.com. You know, Cara, when I was preparing the show, I was, you know, you you go Google and you find articles and you... there it was. Did you it Google? Was, I, you were looking for an article and you found your own? Yes. That's great. <laughs> and it was the first one. Well, I'm glad. Well, that's that... because there just aren't very many ones <laughs> talking about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I encourage people to go find that article on our website again, weightandwellness.com, because it's it's got a lot of good information, you know, in yes. addition to today's show. Right. You know, I believe we all understand that the foods we eat affects our moods. You know, it affects our over, overall health and our immune system. And if you're one of the 65 million caregivers in the U.S. experiencing ongoing stress of caregiving, good nutrition is critical to maintaining your own health and well-being. And, I, you know, and that's, that's nice to say. Mm-hmm. But again, you always have to ask, how in the world do I do that with my schedule? And that's what we're going to talk about on today's show is the how. You know, how many caregivers have a nutritionist on their support team? Often, you know, friends and family are dropping food off. Yes. But frequently, that type of food that is being dropped off is kind of the old-fashioned comfort type food. And frankly, my clients that are caregivers tell me that they actually feel worse when they're eating things like cakes, brownies, 
or some of the casseroles, lasagna, or other type comfort comfort type foods, you know, maybe they have a gluten sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And so those types of foods are not going to be good for their bodies. And they know that after eating gluten, they're probably going to feel tired, bloated, and have digestive problems, and they might have achy joints. You know, it's interesting, Caro, as we clients talk to us about, you know, if when friends drop <laughs> off this cakes and the brownies, it's like they know they shouldn't or they don't want to eat that, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon they find themselves cutting a piece of brownie and then eating another and eating another. And if they didn't have it, they wouldn't have even looked at it. And, you know, it's all with good intentions, of mm-hmm. course. But I think, you know, if you are providing food for a loved one that's a caregiver, think about, you know, they what they really need is good nutritional support. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, less of the sweet treats and things like that. And Dar, I just have a quick story about when Olivia was born mm-hmm. in 2011 and I had a cesarean. So I was laid up for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I always remember my friend Caroline stopped by with a cooler of food and I was sleeping. <laughs> my okay. mom was over. So she dropped this cooler off. So when I woke up, I found cooked chicken breasts. Wow. Boiled eggs. Wow. Fresh fruit. I think she had gone to either Whole Foods or Byerly's or something. And that got me through several days. And I was so grateful for that prepared good nutrition. So actually, rather than the brownies, she actually <laughs> did the the chicken breast. Yeah. And the pre cooked. It was in Ziploc bags. Oh, that's how that's perfect. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. So how do you maintain your own health when you are a caregiver? That's the good question. You know, as a past special education teacher, I really appreciate the stress many parents feel today. You know, one in 68 children have been identified with autism, or it's interesting, about 15 out of a 1,000 eight-year-olds are found to be in the autism spectrum. Wow, that's a big number. Yes. So we do need to take a break, Dar. We'll talk. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about that when we come back. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you are a caregiver, a nurse needing continuing education credits, someone with aches and pains, or someone who just loves nutrition, I invite you to attend our Weight and Wellness Weekend Series. It's the weekend of July 24th, 25th, and 26th. Six different nutrition educators will teach six two-hour classes ranging from, you know, understanding of blood sugar, intestinal health, how to reduce pain and inflammation, nutrition to support cholesterol and cardiovascular health, and of course, the food mood connection. And we're going to serve you an organic gluten-free lunch, balanced snacks, and tea. And you will leave with a weight and wellness cookbook and nutrition guide and information to help you manage stress reduce pain, and feel great. So, And I'll be teaching one of those classes as well. Oh, good. And you can call 651-699-3438 to sign up, or you can go to our website, weightandwellness.com. And please call the studio today if you have any questions, 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, before break, Cara was talking about the Weight and Wellness Weekend Series. We're also offering the Weight and Wellness Series in two locations starting July 13th for six weeks. It's actually July 13th and July 
19th, we're offering them. So let me read a comment from a class member who took the weight and wellness series in the spring. She said, I now have less anxiety, no joint pain. I can breathe through my nose for the first time in seven years. In in the comment, she said, I didn't realize how bad it was. (laughs) I have tons of energy. I started exercising and I've lost six pounds. You know, as nutritionists, we are all proud of our weight and wellness series. It's really been Mm -hmm. around for quite a while, but Mm -hmm. we always keep updating it. You're always coming up with new research Mm -hmm. and and graphics. So we really believe it is truly a life-changing educational experience for people. So to sign up, call 651-699-3438, or you can sign up online at weightandwellness.com. And then, Cara, I have another something that I want to announce today is that we are actually offering an early bird discount on the on the weight and wellness series. Now that's either for the weekend series or for the weekday series. And if you sign up by July 3rd, you will receive $50 off the enrollment fee. And for the, for that's for the July 13th and the 16th mm-hmm. weight and wellness series. And if you're planning on attending the Weight and Wellness Weekend Series, sign up before July 11th, and again, you receive $50 off. Great. That's a really good deal. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty substantial discount. And, you know, we, besides the program manual, we give the cookbook, our new Mm -hmm. cookbook that we have. It's a great cookbook. And the cookbook cookbook alone is, what, at least it's almost $30 retail value. Mm -hmm. So So while we were on break... um, a listener called in and she she's not on air, but her question was, you know, I believe she's it's for her and she's in her 70s and she's looking for a way to build muscle and gain weight in a healthy way. And so she really wants to, if she gains any weight, she probably wants to build muscle weight. Right. I'm sure that's what she meant by a healthy way, because most people, you know, you don't want to gain weight and have <laughs> higher fat content. So, she, yeah, she's looking to build muscle and. So, you know, I think I'm a perfect example because I'm a little older than 70. Mm-hmm. So You are I'm a perfect a- <laughs> example. Tell us what you do. <laughs> I do eat a lot of protein. You know, I eat protein for breakfast. I eat protein for my snacks. I eat protein for lunch. I Again, for dinner. I Through the day, I eat protein, you know, probably about 14 ounces of protein a day. And okay. I spread it out. And I eat a variety of protein. So I don't just do one kind. You know, I just don't do chicken breasts Mm -hmm. or I just don't do eggs, Mm -hmm. but I do a variety of different proteins. And of course, you match that up with some vegetables and some healthy fat. Mm -hmm. But I think what builds muscle is actually the protein. And then the other things that I do is I do work out four times a week. And two of those times I do kettlebells, which is a great way to build muscle. And, you know, it's not as hard as people think. They think throwing this heavy ball around is really going to be stressful for their body, Mm -hmm. and it isn't. It's not as stressful as what I do, a walking program, to make sure that I keep my circulation going really well. And actually, that's more difficult for me than doing Mm -hmm. kettlebells. So I'm building muscle. Mm-hmm. And it also builds balance doing kettlebells. So that's, you know, just some that's ideas. That's great, Dar. Those are really good suggestions. And, you know, the kettlebells, too, it's a great way you're getting your cardiovascular system going and strength training at the same time. And one of the reasons that I do kettlebells is that, you know, I'm on all the time at work 
talking to people and being with people. And I'm really more of an introvert. So this gives me a chance to actually do something that is quiet (laughs) (laughs) and that reduces my stress. And just out of curiosity, you're four times a week. Is it like a 30-minute session? Or? No, it's an hour suggestion. It's an hour. hour. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Well, good <laughs> suggestions for the for all listeners. Yes. So before break, um, you know, you were mentioning autism, that mm-hmm. 15 out of 1,008-year-olds are found to be in the autism spectrum disorder. Um, so we're going to talk about some other, you know, con- you know, situations where people need a caregiver. And over the past seven years as a nutritionist, I've had many clients who are caring for a spouse or a parent with Alzheimer's disease. And Mm. actually, 5 million Americans now have Alzheimer's. And in 35 years, that number is predicted to be nearly 14 million. It's almost three times as many as today. How are we going to provide care for all these people? I I just don't understand how in the world we are going to be able to provide care. That number just keeps increasing. So, or did people, I don't think people realize about 18% of the U.S. adults suffer from a mental illness. And many of that 42 and a half million will need caregiving at some time in their life. Mm -hmm. Not all, but many of them. You know, when you're stressed out, you're at your wit's end, exhausted and ready to collapse. How can you even think about better nutrition for yourself as a caregiver? We want to give you some simple, very simple suggestions to kind of get out of this hole and this feeling of despair. You know, one of the things that I do is I eat a substantial breakfast. And we believe that is the number one habit for regaining your energy and stress reducing a re, you know, a good substantial yep. breakfast. Um, I think frying two eggs with some bacon or sausage is a place to start. You know, buy some organic hash browns. Let's make this simple. Cook them in butter and you have a great breakfast. So, so you've got eggs and bacon and hash browns. And you know what? If you're going to eat breakfast cereal or toast and peanut butter, that's what a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. These are not, we call them not breakfast of champions. <laughs> right. Actually, they don't give you that long-term energy that the eggs and bacon. And honestly, it doesn't take any longer to make the eggs and bacon than it does to pour that cereal. That's a great point. I mean, and some people cook their bacon ahead of time or get pre-cooked sausages. There's a lot of shortcuts. Yeah. So what I encourage people to do, just try this for two weeks. Switch up your breakfast saying, okay, I'm going to put the cereal at the back of the the (laughs) cupboard and I'm going to close that door, but I'm going to get the eggs and the bacon out and I'm going to fry a couple of strips of bacon and have a couple of eggs and just buy organic hash browns and you're good to go. That's such a great way to start the day. And even that one simple change Mm -hmm. can really make a whole, a difference in energy and just moods for the entire day. Mm Mm-hmm. So I noticed that we have a caller here. Okay. Um, Karen, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. It looks like you have a question about possibly your daughter having headaches. Is that right? Yes. Good morning. Go ahead with Hi. your question. what's your question? Yes, I have a 12-year-old daughter who has continual headaches, mm-hmm. and we have seen a naturopath and her doctors, and we've gone the gluten and the dairy route. Um, we've even done like vinegar and um, vinegar-free and all these. We've gone through the whole gamut of foods. And she still has this persistent headache. Um, she does have an allergy to pecans and walnuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've even taken out the coconut, knowing that everybody's just loving coconut these days. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know with, um, 
your history of all your clients, if there's any other suggestions that you might have. Well, I, you know, I, I assume that you're probably doing some bifidobacteria so that you're yes. working on the intestinal tract. Now, yes. sometimes, now are you doing bifidobacteria or are you doing acidophilus? We're actually doing y'all's bifidobacteria. Um, okay, okay, you're doing, okay, you're doing bifidobacteria and I assume you're probably doing some kind of like omega-3 fish oil. Yes. Okay. So, you know, one of the things, so did this start uh, recently? Is this more of a hormonal issue? You know what, since she is 12, that's kind of what we are thinking, mm-hmm. that it might be hormonal, but she's also very sensitive um, to molds. Even all of her mold testing is like off the chart. Okay. Um, so we feel that it's a balance. And she also does quercetin and a vitamin D as well. Okay. So I think, that we, you know, I think if you came in and sat down with one of our nutritionists, you probably, they'd probably look at the more of the hormonal issues. And there are some things that can help to reduce that extra estrogen that she probably has in her system right now and to bring that down. And in the long term, she'll have less PMS and all those other symptoms that you sometimes have when you have too much toxic estrogens. And, you know, I think also, you know, I, we understand the mold factor too, because, and maybe you look really carefully in your house to see if there's any possibility of any mold going on. And we have looked into that, and we also have one of those UV blue lights that goes through the house okay, um, okay. over their HVAC system. So we've taken everything. We have a newer house, and again, we've had people out here to look at that. So we feel that it might be above and beyond. And she was um, a formula soy baby, um, but not by choice. Um, mm-hmm. as, so we feel that there is this link. Um, something's coming down the pipe. Sure. So we just thought we would reach out and see if there was something um, that y'all might be able to suggest. Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, I just as far as supplements, I might think of in terms of to reduce that amount of estrogen, kind of looking okay. at something that Metagenics has. It's called Estrofactors. Okay. It works very well for Wonderful. people. And, Wonderful. Um, you know, there's another possibility that there's something that's been used in Europe for 40, 50, 60 years, and it's called um, Petadolex, and it has an herb in it that's called Butterbur. And it's very, very good for migraine headaches. Okay, Um, wonderful. You know, I think I I still encourage you to come in because... Absolutely. You know, just kind of work in, especially at her age, you have to work slower than, you know, you want to be very careful. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we've also even done activated charcoal just for her Uh most times are really, really high. We've done activated charcoal for that. Okay. I mean, you've done a lot of things. And so, you know, you've eliminated a lot of possibilities. So yes. that's great. Yes. And nutrition is actually um, covered under our health insurance. So we will definitely make an appointment soon. Oh, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Karen, thanks for calling in today. Absolutely. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, it's time for our second break here. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you are a caregiver, it is so important for you to get at least eight hours of sleep every night. If you're only getting five or six hours per night, you are at risk for diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, and weight gain. And at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we help people sleep. And we believe it's one of the most important aspects of staying healthy, even under stress. So when we come back from break, we're going to share some of our recommendations for sleep. If you have questions today like Karen did, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. 
I'm Darlene Cavis, founder and director of Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and I'm here with Cara Carper, licensed nutritionist and mother of four-year-old Olivia. <laughs> wow. How did that happen? <laughs> and we're really discussing nutrition for caregivers. You know, before break, Cara mentioned the importance of sleep. So if you wake up at 2.30, 3 o'clock, we hear this all the time, every night and toss and turn for one or two hours and then finally go back to sleep. You know, it's 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock and then you go back to sleep. What can you do? First of all, eat a snack before bed. And I'm not talking about ice cream or crackers, but maybe a dish of ice of strawberries with real cream or maybe a half an apple with peanut butter or almond butter. You know, some good fats, maybe an avocado with a little blueberry, something like that. Good fat is really important. Yep. So that'll stabilize that blood sugar so people can sleep through the night. Now, I think maybe I should <laughs> put in my two cents at this point. because I think you probably should. <laughs> because as a lot of listeners know, I'm the sleep specialist. Personally, I had terrible sleep problems when I started working at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And you have to be really careful today, don't you? Or they yeah, flare it's, up. Yeah, it's not perfect today, but it's so much better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably sleep five to six nights well mm-hmm. per week. So my first recommendation is to take at least 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate at bedtime. And at one point, I needed to take as much as 800 milligrams before bed to have it help. Exactly. And, you know, I've gone up even to 1,000 with some people. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's, you know, it's safe. It's not a toxic. It's just a safe mineral. Now, if you still can't sleep, what I've found is that two to four neural calm which is a, it's just the name of a supplement that's got a bunch of herbs and amino acids. Um, taking two to four NeuroCalm at bedtime can help. And also some women can benefit from adding a quarter teaspoon of progesterone cream at bedtime. So as you can see, we have many solutions for sleep problems. And when I learned that lack of sleep can actually lead to an early death, I started taking my sleep problems very seriously. I think that's the one that really makes people kind of get alert about this problem if they're not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we've a lot of people think that eating, actually sleeping five hours is enough. Well, no. No. It, it's eight or nine hours is what we really mm-hmm. need to sleep. Yeah, and kind of in our society, we have this thing where less sleep is <laughs> is better so we can get more done, but mm-hmm. that's not true. But if you need help sleeping, I'm happy to help. Just call 651-699-3438 and ask to make an appointment with myself or one of the other nutritionists. Right. And we I noticed that we do have a caller. I think she's been waiting for just okay. a few minutes here. So sure. let's go ahead and take this call. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, Rose. Do you have a comment or a question? Um, yes, I would love to make a comment about something I recently learned. Um, that I have been doing because of the same reason I want to live longer. I'm, I'm getting up there in age, and I just learned about this um, inclined bed therapy idea. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, um, I'm going to try that. And it's amazing how it has been working for me. Uh, to increase my circulation is one of them they say it does. And when you're doing that, you're getting a better night's sleep. Um so is that the head up or the feet up? The head. Okay. Well, that makes yep. sense because it I 
I think as we get older, there's more and more people that have, um, you know, they, they're, they're not breathing as well as, as they sleep. They have more like sleep apnea. And then if you raise the exactly. head of the that's, bed, sure. That's what it's helping. And yeah, that's great. There's a, there's a website and a, a man from the United Kingdom who for 20 years had been studying the way that sap grows in tree or not the way it circulates in a tree. Mm-hmm. From doing that, he thought, okay, well, that's how our bodies work, too, typically. You know, we need circulation. And they say that when people are elderly and, you know, old, they, they die in their sleep after about three, four hours of sleep because they're laying flat, their circulation slows down, their their, their heart rate lowers, and that's a lot of times when they'll pass away is through the sleep time. I think, heart- that, I think that's a great suggestion, Rose. Thank yeah. you for calling in. Thanks for letting us know about that. Yeah, that's and great. I just One more thing. They do have a website. It's called inclinedbedtherapy.com. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Good information. Yes, it Very is. Timely. We were talking about sleep. And and I think that's a great comment. Age. People, mm-hmm. some, some of these simple things people don't realize. Yeah, I had never heard of that, actually. Mm-hmm. So back to talking about the health of caregivers, we know that when you're a caregiver, it's difficult to find time to cook. So here's a quick snack trick that I use. I buy organic deli meat. Sometimes I get turkey. Other times it might be nitrate-free ham, always nitrate-free. And I take three slices. In the middle, I add a dill pickle, or you could do some pickle relish. Also, some cream cheese and mayonnaise with a little mustard just added for flavor. And roll the deli meat around the pickles. And it's delicious. You can, you know, put a toothpick in it to keep it shut. And then make several at a time. You know, don't just make one. Make four. I think that's the trick. Yeah. So, like, anytime you're making a snack or a meal, it's great to just make bigger quantities Mm -hmm. so that you can have that on hand. Yes. So my personal energy, my pick-me-up, my grab-and-go snack is a protein shake. And this past Sunday, I made 12 raspberry coconut milkshakes and poured them into a in pint jars, you know, pint mason jars. Mm-hmm. And then I freeze them. And I kept a couple of them in my refrigerator so that anytime I need a quick snack, I have one ready. And in the summer, this is my trick, too. I put the frozen protein shake in my lunch bag and it likes it acts as the ice. So my lunch is safe from the heat. And, you know, our recipe for our protein shake is on our website at weightandwellness.com. And you just if you again, if you're making one, you might as well make 10. Such a great idea. And then do you put an ice pack in as well when you're using that? Because, okay, it's acting like an ice pack. What a good idea. Mm hmm. Another food survival lunch that I use almost every day is to put chicken thighs or chicken breasts, pork roast or beef roast in a crock pot. So, you know, when I finish eating breakfast, you can just get the crock pot ready, set the timer for four and a half to five hours. And then by lunch, I have all this cooked meat ready to go. Because honestly, that is the thing that's the most difficult for people to get is the protein. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a little bit easier to grab a carbohydrate or a fat. But if you have that protein ready to go, it's really handy. And then also my husband, Aaron, he's a wonderful cook. um, And he will grill up steaks, burgers, and brats and just fill the grill, really, so that we have not only dinner for that night, but we will have more meals for the future. Grilled veggies are also a great solution 
to making sure that we have enough vegetables prepared. So I would encourage anyone that likes grilled vegetables, go out and get a a vegetable grilling basket. Mm -hmm. That's great. So I think it's that time again. It is. It's time for our last break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. 80% of men ages 70 to 79 experience prostate enlargement, leading to frequent urination, urgency, and dribbling. 25% of men between the ages of 40 and 49 experience many of these same symptoms. So join Greg Peterson, Joanne, and Dar next week. They're going to talk about the cause of prostate problems and how nutrition and supplements can help reduce inflammation of the prostate so that men can reduce their nightly trips to the bathroom. And we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, over the past three years, many of you have taken our Nutrition for Weight Loss program with great success. You know, some of you have retaken the series over and over to reach your weight loss goal because you realized that you needed the support. You needed to be with like-minded people. You like having more, you liked having more energy. You had less aches and pains and you had better moods. You know, nutrition information is good, but it is only good if you practice it and change your eating habits. You know, when hot weather hits in Minnesota, There are many long lines outside the soft serve ice cream places, if you've noticed. (laughs) So it takes a long time for most of us to change habits. Nutrition for weight loss was really never intended to be a one-time experience for people. If you still have eating habits you want to change, or a smaller dress size you want to wear, or if you want to have more energy, I invite you to join a nutrition for weight loss class near you. You know, if you took nutrition for weight loss previously, you can sign up now for only $199 if you've been a previous participant. So when you break that down, it's only like less than $17 per class. So it isn't a financial issue. It's just motivation to make sure you get to class. So start all the classes start this week. And, um, you know, just think about, remember how good you felt when you were taking mm-hmm. the class. And, and I only know this because I'm not in all the classes, but I read the comments from people. And all of them say, I have less aches and pains. I have better energy. I feel better. Uh, I haven't lost as much weight as I wanted to. Well, no, in 12 weeks, you cannot possibly lose 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, it isn't possible. It takes, especially if you're going to do it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's right. No, I mean, like like you said, it's it's not meant to be a quick fix. It's a changing in the way of of life and eating mm-hmm, long term. Mm-hmm. So it's so that you don't even notice the people on that long line at the soft serve ice cream place. <laughs> you drive by and say, "Huh, that's interesting." <laughs> <laughs> so we were, you know, you you know, you may be wondering why we were recommend bacon and eggs and not cereal because that's what we were talking about before. We were talking about different ideas, and so we recommend bacon and eggs and not cereal, or why we suggested deli meat rather than a bag of M&Ms, or why we pick chicken thighs rather than mac and cheese. How does eating protein several times a day help you manage stress? And how does eating protein several times a day support your immune system? 
And those are the things that we want to accomplish for caregivers. Well, let's get into the science of stress management. And how can we set up our brain so it has all the nutrients to manage our stressful lives? If we've decided to be a caregiver or we've been appointed to be a caregiver by our family. <laughs> and then that's sometimes that's what happens. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it might be one of those things that you just, it, it takes you by surprise and changes your life overnight. So we really need to prepare our brain and nothing is going to do that better than food. But of course, the right kind of food is the answer. And that's really where protein comes into the picture. You know, so protein, you know, we've talked about protein before because we said it helps build muscles for the lady who wants to put on more muscle. Mm -hmm. But protein is really the building block of your brain chemicals called neurotransmitters. And those help us stay calm, happy, focused, and loving. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think a caregiver really wants to be. They want to be loving, but they're under all this stress. And sometimes it's really difficult to remain that way. And another thing, you know, with protein is that it's really going to balance blood sugar Mm -hmm. because if the blood sugar is going up and down all day long from processed carbohydrates, you know, that's going to lead to more stress and lower moods. And people tend to be more irritable and reactive and not calm and centered. (laughs) And I think the other thing is, Cara, we mentioned before, when people are really taking care of people and they are really stressed because they don't have a lot of time to cook. You know, some of those suggestions that we gave before is making a bunch of protein shakes at once. It doesn't take any longer to make 10 Mm -hmm. as it does to take one. And then you've got them available for kind of grab, grab and go kind of stuff. Or like you said, to take chicken thighs and put them in the crock pot, cook a lot of them, and you've got those ready to go. You can grab that with... You know, you can grab that with a carrot Mm -hmm. and you've got something that's going to balance your your system out. Because, I mean, what we hear over and over. In fact, I had a client just last night who it's a longtime client of mine who's an RN. Mm -hmm. And I think one of her biggest struggles is just getting to work. And then, you know, she says, oh, I just I didn't have time. I didn't have time to even go to the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. So I was working with her and just trying to encourage her to like have that extra grilled meat so that she can just pop that in as lunch. And, you know, then she has her lunch. And if she only has 15 minutes, she's got protein and she, you know, get a vegetable carbohydrate and a healthy fat and that she's going to have a lot more stable energy throughout the day to take care of her patients. So if she takes that chicken breast or that steak and cuts it up into pieces, and then has just some raw vegetables cut up and a, and a you know, like a fourth of a cup of nuts. She's got a totally balanced yeah. meal and that works for caregivers too. It's a great idea, Dar, just having even something cold mm-hmm. um, and cut up just for kind of quick access. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about, you know, things? Because what people do is they go to quick things like oh, toast. Mm-hmm. Or cereal or something like that. So for breakfast? For any time. For any time. Yeah. Well, I mean, what that's going to do biochemically is going to raise our blood sugar. And we're going to have a big surge of insulin, which is going to cause our blood sugar to crash. So that's going to lead to, I mean, not only cravings. 
but really, um, you know, pe- people have a hard time focusing and then they tend to be, their moods are low and they tend to be like, I think of it as being more short and reactive and <laughs> kind of crabby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I always think about um, things like toast and cereal is, is breaking down and it creates more like brain irritation. Mm-hmm. So then when you have brain irritation, what do you experience? Well, all of those things that we just talked about, anxiety, irritability, and low moods mm-hmm. from brain irritation. So if people can picture this, that when the sugar goes into the brain, it sets up a path of irritation. And then you get anxiety. Mm-hmm. And when you say sugar, you're talking about sweet treats, but also foods that are turning into sugar quickly, like toast and cereal. Yes. Turn into several teaspoons of sugar. <laughs> exactly. So if we want happy thoughts, positive behavior, and an attitude of hope, you know, as nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we recommend eating protein at every meal and every snack. And honestly, if you can try it, kind of let us know mm-hmm. how it's worked for you. Because, you know, we're talking about this and then we maybe are not at 100% giving people doing the caregiving role. But we also want to give people suggestions that we think will help and work in situations for people. I mean, You know, we've all, I mean, even being a parent, you're a caregiver, mm-hmm. you know, of I mean, you're a caregiver of Olivia. Right. I was thinking about that when we were preparing for the show, and I thought, am I a caregiver? <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. maybe not technically in the sense of caring for an elderly person or someone with an illness or a disability, um, but I'm in charge of someone's life, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little person. And, yeah, I sometimes struggle to get my meals and snacks in mm-hmm. and my day doesn't go as well as a mother and a parent. <laughs> so, and again, if it's all goes back to that, and I think well, this is what we teach in so many of our classes is it all goes back to figuring out how you can be prepared so that you've got food, good food, the right kinds of foods available to you without a problem, mm-hmm. you know, and so that you've got something right there to go. Right. And it doesn't have to be glamorous. All the ideas that we gave today, we're just balancing out a good protein five times a day with a good carbohydrate. It you know, could be a vegetable or fruit and a healthy fat like nuts, olive oil, butter, avocados, sunflower mm-hmm. seeds, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I gave before we went on air this morning, I said, you know, my breakfast this morning wasn't quite as good as it usually is because all I did is I had a boiled egg, mm-hmm. I had a carrot, and I had a handful of nuts. And I said, but that's exactly what I needed for balance. Now, yeah. usually before a show, I have cooked eggs and kale and... Maybe some like breakfast s- meats. Yes. Yeah. But today, there was a little short of time, you know, Mm -hmm. how that happens to people. So I decided that that was, you know, I just was looking at food for energy, foods for good brain chemistry. And I knew that that would balance my blood sugar and keep me going. And that's perfect. That would work. Yep. So we don't have to be, like you say, we don't have to be organic cooks or (laughs) we just need things simple. Yes. So thank you for listening today. 
Thank you, Carl, for being on. Yes, thanks for having me. All, all right. right. Have a good weekend. Life, I love you. All is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.